Rodgers in the shotgun, three receivers left, one to the right. Packers need at least seven yards to move the chains. Rodgers gets the snap, blitz is on, Rodgers scrambles He's left, winds up, rainbow. Cobb. He's got Cobb at the 10, to the 5, yes. to the end zone, touchdown, and a dagger! Podcast. Welcome back to the Packers Force Podcast. It's great to be talking about the Packers again. Uh, it's great to be talking about sports uh, again in general. I am your host, Elliot Sill, the professor. I'm joined by my brothers, uh, the Black Mountain and the Legend. Uh, and their names are Peter and Andrew, respectively. So if you're writing that down, that's Professor Elliot Sill and then Black Mountain Peter Sill and Legend Andrew Sill. And remember, Elliot spelled with one L and one T, and Peter is spelled with a D. Okay, so do you know and who's on the podcast is now? D E A C O N. That is a throwback to last season. That joke, which will die. Don't worry, it will die. Nope. I was sitting here trying to remember what he was. Was it was it the doctor? Was no, the it the deacon? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Yep. Nope. Um, the constable. Yeah. <laughs> we're <laughs> just over the years. We're just all gonna shift personas into something different. I like that. That's character growth. That's, that's is fun. it, or is it just arbitrary character change? The it depends. Depends. Andrew felt pretty natural saying the deacon. It seemed like he really. Was feeling that. Reached a new level. Really into that. Um, So the draft happened, and that's fine. Uh, But we're here to talk about the Packers. Yes. And everything that that encompasses. And so uh, we're actually going to start off with uh, being joined by a guest. Her name is, she's a wonderful human, a wonderful Packer human. Uh, Her name is Michelle Thomas. Uh, and she's going to be joining us to talk um, about her contribution to the to the COVID nineteen relief efforts. Really, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's at that level of of awesomeness, and her contribution to the Packers spirit, to the Black Mountain, to the Black Mountain. Yeah, that's right. Anyway, uh, let's go ahead and get her on the line now. Do we have like a phone noise that we can insert here? Boy, it sounds like we're calling her on the phone. Beep, boop, boop, beep, boop, beep. <laughs> ring, ring. And we are joined now by Shell Thomas. You probably know her as Shell's Tastic uh, on Twitter. She is a tremendous Packer fan as well as a, a tr- tremendous artist, um, if I may say so myself. Shell, how are you doing today? Oh, really good. How's everybody doing? I'm doing great. Yeah, we're doing all right. And then uh, we've got you on the line with Andrew here too. So he, Andrew, how are you? Are you are you okay, Andrew? Are you doing well? I'm fine. Okay. All right. I mean, we've been talking to him right for the last <laughs> twenty minutes or whatever. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, uh, Shell, one thing like I I love talking to other Packer fans. Love talking about the Packers. And the main thing 
uh, when it comes to the Packers. Everyone, I feel like, has their story with the Packers. And so, like, I just kind of want to get where, where are you coming from uh, when, you, when you come to Lambeau Field? Where are you coming from? What is your story with this team? And, like, how did you fall in love with the Green Bay Packers? Yeah, so I grew up uh, in the military. I would be an army brat, I think is the technical term. Yes. And, uh, yeah, yeah, so we lived all over uh, the States, and then we were in Germany for seven years of all that growing up. And oh my, my dad was a hardcore Packers fan, and still is. And then my mom was a uh, Vikings fan out of spite. <laughs> and uh, so I decided to follow my dad. And I think that's where the pride started, was just having um, hometown Wisconsin pride, but also being a Packers fan and, and seeing people at airports and wherever, you know, you had your Packers clothing on. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of where I started. Yeah. And we would, my grandma would, in Turtle Lake, Wisconsin, hi, Grandma Kate, uh, would record it, and we would watch it over and over again on VHS. Oh, my gosh. We, uh, yeah. So, you, so, I mean, if you travel yeah. the world, I'm sure you can confirm that the Packers are the world's favorite team. Absolutely. <laughs> been around, Absolutely. Like you mentioned airports. Um, By a landslide. So, uh, who did you watch with when you watched the Packers? Uh, my, my dad, and then uh, my little brother is a Dolphins fan, but he would also watch the games with us, I guess. <laughs> Yeah. And th- so, so when you were in Germany, did you watch live games? Then did you have to like? No, no, no. This was no. Uh, back in the eighties. <clears throat> yeah, so yeah. It was a, little, a little while ago. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So my grandma would record them for us, yeah. you know, on VHS, yeah. and then uh, take like a month to get over there. Oh my by god. Mail. Yeah. Were oh, they man. still new to you? Like, did like did they keep it from you? Like, uh, we don't know who won yet, but. <laughs> Well, yeah, because, I mean, it was just, it was phone calls, you know, right. that were kind of rare back then. You guys have to think of, you know, there were no cell phones, and it would cost my grandparents or my aunt and uncle, you know, 20 bucks to call call, call the family. There was oh, wow. no video chatting, yeah. there were, you know. Yeah. Um, so we didn't, yeah, my dad, I guess, would have been the only one to give us the information, and we didn't, we didn't know. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> Man, that's like a big time difference. That's a month that's a month-long time difference. <laughs> right. Yeah. And that's when Magic John was coming out, and they, we started to get better at that. You yeah. know, that was that era, yeah, was um, right before Favre. I was so. going to say, props to you for watching the Packers during the 80s. Like, I was, right. born, I was born in 92, so I, like, you know, I, I know nothing but glory in my, in my Packer fan days. <laughs> exactly. See, <laughs> I was in there for the ugly years, too, so... Um, and there's just a lot about uh, the family aspect and being able to go to Green Bay. I've gone several times by myself to games, and I feel totally comfortable versus, you know, going and staying in Minneapolis for a weekend by myself. Um, just the culture in Green Bay is, I think, what has always kept me so into it, the small town and the, you know, fan-owned and all that stuff is just different than every other team, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I... I, I, don't, I mean, I can't speak to it because I don't go to other teams' games and I don't go to their stadium, but it just, I, I always imagined and prided myself on that. It, it felt more like a family with, with Lambeau than it does, you know, Exactly. Um, and I, I guess I've been to, I don't know, a dozen other stadiums Whoa. all told here. Awesome. Well, you know, I travel a lot. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, I don't. <laughs> I don't think so my best um, friend Katie's in Nashville, so, you know, I saw Favre and Rogers, um, I think it was preseason Titan games. But, okay. um, and yeah, and then obviously Soldier Field and um, uh, the Metrodome and U.S. Bank. And I we- could keep listing, but I'll stop. It's not that exciting. <laughs> Are we supposed to play uh, Tennessee this year? Uh, you know, I am so um, 
my head is my sewing machine and has been for a month. I have yeah. no idea what's going on with anything. No, that's yeah. all right. This is you know this isn't that type of podcast where you need to know everything. We're we're just being fans. So. <laughs> um, well, I'm usually very obsessed, and I know any any question anybody could ask. But right. lately, I've just been my head down and making face masks. So yeah, I mean, you're you're helping the cause, which is which is awesome. Um, and I, we'll we'll get to we'll get to that in a little bit, but like. You know this whole insanity that we're living through of COVID nineteen. Um, I know that you're you're kind of a you're a high risk person right now, and yep. so that's like you're experiencing this differently than than someone who's you know at the peak of their you know peak health and not really worried yep. about it or whatever. Yeah, exactly. So I have an autoimmune disorder, and um, and then I'm also on uh, prednisone. Um, and some other medications that mess with my immune system. So mm. I have been locked down. I uh, went to the doctors and ran some errands the other day, but I was I was home for forty four days. Wow. Like, yeah, it's been it's kind of crazy. I'm losing my mind, but I'm pretty good most of the time. Uh, but I'm nervous. I'm nervous about everybody going out and getting sick, right? You know, when they open stuff up tomorrow, and uh, I want our team healthy. And I want to go. Oh, Shell, Shell, are you there? Yep, I'm here. Okay, yeah, you cut out a little bit on that oh, on the last part. That's it's not your fault; it's the internet's fault, and we blame the internet. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> damn you. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah. Anyhow, I, I uh, I'm making as many masks as I can, and mm-hmm. um, uh, I'm just nervous about people going out again without a mask on. So I'm trying to, you know, get as many as I can out to people, but it's crazy. Yeah, yeah it's, it's it's funny how it's it's like two sides to this because on one hand it feels like we have been in lockdown forever, right? And it's right. like this is going yep. on for so long. But then all of a sudden, these orders are starting to ease and they're starting to lift. And, I, I, you know, part of me is like, oh, already? Like, yeah. <laughs> it, it doesn't exactly. feel like anything concrete has happened that has made me confident and feel safe about, like, ending ending those types of stay-at-home orders. Right. Um, and uh, I, I listen to a doctor um, overseas every day, what, just what he has to say. And, you know, over there, everybody's on the subway and, you know, riding trains and stuff. And he said just one person doing a cough, that whole train's infected still. Like, you you know, mm-hmm. so some places mm-hmm. are putting, you know, requiring everybody to wear masks. But, you know, the United States is all over the place. The state's doing this. Well, you might, maybe you should have, you know, it's kind of. Yeah. Um, but if we all go out and breathe on each other. We're done, though. <laughs> I'm scared. Right. Yeah. So, so as a person that that I think needs a little bit more help at this time and feels feels that their safety is isn't da- I think we all feel that our safety is in danger, but there's some of us that that just physically need more help. So, can you can you tell us some things like what what is your message to the people? What can we do to help each other out and help you out? Yeah, um, you know, I think just everybody taking this a little more seriously than, than the joking around, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. I got a message from friends last night that they're out on the pontoon and they're drinking and having a good time, and I got mad. I got, I got just mad because I thought, no, you're mm-hmm. supposed to be home. You guys mm-hmm. are not, you know, they're jokingly, like, high-fiving each other because it's a, it's a dangerous thing. It mm-hmm. is a dangerous thing. This isn't a joke, you guys. Yeah. And, you know, if I get sick, it, it's 
it's very, I mean, I'm already compromised. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm going to wait another two, three, four weeks. And I am so fortunate that I can do that mm-hmm. because I don't have to go out and work. Now there's people with the same thing that I have that have to go back out because they've got to feed their kids and their, their bills and stuff. Um, so I just want everybody to, to take this as seriously as they can. I'm not trying to preach, but if we want to have a football season where we all sit in Lambeau uh, together, we need to get mm-hmm. past this. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. And I have uh, my best friend's a nurse in the next town over, and you know she she's scared for her life with asthma and, and treating patients. You know, she's scared, and she just made me promise to not leave my house. And that's so surreal and weird hearing my friend of 30-some years say, don't leave your house. Yeah, it's... You know, I mean, the panic of it. Every every person you encounter in public is like a passive threat. It's it's like... Yes. And, and it's, it's you're, you know, you're, if you do something dangerous, as, as you mentioned, it's like you're not doing something dangerous. You're doing something that makes you dangerous, like to other yes. people. So it's... Yeah, it's... I think... It's 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 weird how this is so universal and yet there's such a wide range of like how how people get it versus they just, you know, still don't take it seriously, don't take it. Yep. You know. Yeah. Um, and Andrew, if you would like to I you know, I kind of chewed him out one day cuz he um, um was going to go fishing or went fishing. I was like, "What?" No, you know, and I thought, <laughs> "Okay, don't yell at him. You don't need to be a big sister right now." But at the same time, I do have to keep kind of doing that with my friends, and I just think, am I crazy? But no, we, we need to wash our hands, we need to wear face masks, and we need to stay home as just possible because, every, you know, it's, it's hitting the, the Midwest right now. You know, Nebraska's cases increased by 99% last week, and seven days increased by 99%. Mm-hmm. Like, that's real. That's here. That's on our doorsteps, you yeah. know? Yeah, I mean, um, this is one of those things that if, if no one you know has it, then it it doesn't feel real. Um, yeah. And I I just found out this week that my sister in law actually tested positive for it. Oh, so how I, is she doing? She I mean she's doing really well and she's kind of like you know she's very confident about you know her health at this point with it and you know thing, things seem to be going well with her for it but it's like it's still because you hear plenty of stories about it it taking down perfectly healthy people and so yes. they're, they're, a positive yep. test is never is never, you know, not, not threatening. Yep. <laughs> and that, that's just it. It's, it's people's, it's, you know, heart failure, failure, and it's affecting people with diabetes and just all these things. And, um, and then there's so many variables we don't know yet. Uh, so it, I think it, it, it hasn't really affected people how real it is. Cause you know, a month ago we were all kind of joking, right? Like, yeah. uh, Corona, this, you mm-hmm. know, but mm, mm-hmm. it's real. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I imagine like that, the lockdown for a lot of people has has created uh, you know pent up kind of nervous energy, and I I imagine that one of the ways that you're handling that that nervous energy is by putting putting your heart and soul into these masks that you've been making. I wanna I wanna let you tell us about um, the story with those, how you got the idea, and how it kind of took off for you. Yeah, I just um, I, I think I saw a story on Twitter about uh, nurses not being able to get them, and I. Uh, I just didn't think it was as bad as it was until I reached out um, to Chloe, my best friend, and she runs the um, surgery department at her hospital. And uh, I said, I hadn't talked to her in a couple weeks because, you know, you get life's busy stuff. And she mm-hmm. said, so they're putting me in the ER. I, um, you know, I get one mask, if or none, a shift. And then the panic just, you know, tightened. And, and, and that's when it became really real because she's the one um, 
you're going to be out there now. So um, that she couldn't do that. And uh, she has a 16-year-old that I'm going to raise if she were to pass away. So then it all became very real to me. Um, Mm. And uh, so, yeah. Uh, So then I taught myself how to do it. Uh, Mm -hmm. I wouldn't say I'm a great sewer, but I've made myself stuff. I I obviously have a sewing machine here, um, and I love doing arts and crafts. But um, it was a little bit of a learning curve. Andrew was there, has been there for me the whole time. I broke down a couple times, wanted to throw it out the window, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. Um, but I think it's really um, important because then there's filters, there's not fil- you know, there's all these adjust- But yeah. we also aren't working in the hospital, the, the, most of us. You know, we just need to stop our uh, droplets, our air from going out into the public. We need to just keep it inside, inside our own mask. So. Uh-huh. We don't mm-hmm. really need the um, N95 filter there, but, you know, all these things. Yeah. We just need to keep our germs to ourselves, and that's how we're going to protect everybody. Yes. Um, and and then, you know, there's uh, elastic. There was a shortage of that. You still can't really get it, I don't think. Um, or or they'll mm-hmm. charge you 40 bucks on Amazon and eBay, and then, it, and then the seller magically disappears, and you don't get it. Um, <laughs> So oh, there's been a lot of learning curves, and then I, I can't leave my house, so I'm limited to what will be delivered. <laughs> um, so I would order something, say on Amazon, and now they would say it won't be here till the end of May, which none of us are used to that. Yeah, you know, we're used to being here the next day. Right. Uh, and then uh, I have some wonderful friends and neighbors that uh, have picked up stuff at Joanne's because mine's still open, or at least curbside and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I am pumping out masks as fast as I can, and Andrew is actually getting a sewing machine tomorrow to help me start making them too. Aw, well, good job, yeah. Andrew. <laughs> I'm a little nervous. He, he seems really relaxed and cool and calm about it, but... Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna knock it out of the park, don't worry. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um, and so that's that's you know that's that's an, that's an awesome thing to do. But then like there's this whole other vein to it uh, of the Packers kind of uh, being uh, you know an ins- inspiration for you in terms of it, the design. Um, Absolutely. For a lot of these, <laughs> I, are you are you making exclusively Packer masks, or are there are yeah, there non Packer no, so masks? Basically, yeah, I've I've got tons of Packers material now. I'm pretty set up, but um, and uh, I have now a bunch of other stuff too because I've been making more for the nurses um, at Chloe's Hospital because they had volunteers dropping them off. Well, they wouldn't cover their nose and the mouth at the same time, and they have to have a lat, you know, all these kind of requirements, mm-hmm. and then. Uh, some of my friends um, at the hospital are getting cuts on their faces from just poorly fitted masks. I don't oh, know how else to say it. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, so I have other materials and other stuff. Uh, and I try and make, um, you know, at least a dozen or so a week to go to the uh, hospital there uh, because they're out, too. I mean, they, they are running out of gowns, this and that. So, um, yeah, I do have uh, some stuff. And then your brother went and bought some nerdy I don't even know. What'd you buy, Andrew? Uh, I've got a little bit of bear stuff. You sent me some pizza stuff. I've got some <laughs> you know that. That's what we're for. And Harley Quinn stuff. That one, that one. He got some of that. So we have that. Got walking Dead fabric first. So. Well, because somebody ordered that. Mm. <laughs> if people message me on Twitter, I'm more than happy to, to help them out. But then we got Andrew buying Joker, Harley Quinn stuff. But whatever. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, I'm happy to help anybody any way I can. Uh, just trying to get them out, as many out as fast as I can. Yeah, I mean, it's like 
as much as you know you don't want to be the person to make a vikings mask like it's more important that you wear a mask i guess right. if it gets you to wear a mask but, then i guess it's worth it yeah um you know and i i looked at some like bears material uh where it's just a big c so i think i could incorporate still sucks on that mask <laughs> yeah. there's a there's opportunities there, yes. of course. Yes. <laughs> right. If you're doing layered masks, you can always hide that in there. And so, like, when this is all over and they have they tear them up or something, they'll right. they'll know what they were they were signing on to the whole time. <laughs> um, I did make somebody a mask that say the bear still sucks. Who works in <laughs> Chicago? He special ordered it that way, and I was like, absolutely, I'll make that for you right now and yes. get it out. <laughs> yes, high priority that one. <laughs> um, so. Yeah. Like I, I kind of want to get in a little bit. Like, I know that you're doing, you're doing these masks, and that's, you know, that's a great cause, you know, combined with the great artistry. But you're also just doing all kinds of cool stuff um, for people who who want Packer swag. What else? What else are you? What else have you been working on? And what? How else are you keeping that Packer flame alive? Yeah. So um, uh, Andrews had some great uh, T-shirt designs, and I in just this winter because I was homesick for so long. Yeah, before my 40 some days, I was in the hospital at home. Man, I've been fighting this last flare since um, Thanksgiving. Oh, nice. So I've been home and bored. <laughs> um, mm. So I can press t-shirts now. I've got a, a heat press and a vinyl cutter. And um, part of the trouble is my creativity was is kind of... Um, where the Packers aren't playing, uh, I don't really have the wash your hands, wash your butt sayings. I don't have the, you know, mm-hmm. the, the players that yeah. everybody knows about. Um, but for this season, I'm super excited that, uh, you know, I have a bunch of blank t-shirts and stuff. So uh, should the coolest saying of the first game be, or even the score of our first game from last year down at Soldier Field, like that would be great on a shirt. Um, I'm ready to rock and, and send them out the next day. Oh, man. Uh, yeah yeah that's awesome and it's like you know the you know talk about like an independently run business you're pressing your own shirts that's like <laughs> right i didn't know people could uh, do that <laughs> and there's not um there's not a lot of packers arts that i can find you know when i started kind of looking into wanting to make some packer stuff and there's there's a lot of stuff with the nfl licensing and i'm by no means trying to uh, rip anybody off or trying to make anybody think my t-shirt was made by the NFL like I'm not trying to scam anybody um, yeah. with the licensing stuff however um, you know just a lot of you can't just go online and find Packers art or even you know a community of artists who are in the Packers um, fandom so uh, yeah I think we're just kind mm-hmm. of slowly building something like that um, with our 26 hats we've got that on Twitter now and I just think there should be more whether it's paintings or you know t-shirts or whatever oh I guess we have some bandanas and some can koozies up and yeah uh, I mean yeah. just d- diversifying the way that you can get the Packers into your home and mm-hmm. on the products that you use it's like you know you got your t-shirts your can koozies that's 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 great and um yeah I guess you know Andrew's making designs whatever he's a good artist <laughs> He's an amazing uh, artist, and it blows my mind away, and I hate him for that. But we'll, uh, we'll, oh, we'll, you're we'll, telling we'll me. move on. <laughs> <laughs> but we can still call him a nerd, so that's all right. Oh, he that's, totally is. Thank you. Thank a, you. He's such a nerd. Big nerd. <laughs> anyway, we're all here on the Packer Force podcast, so like we don't really all have that, that much room to talk. That's true. Yeah. Right. Um, real quick, I, 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 uh, I want to get you out of here, but the, the I do want to talk a little bit. Um, you know, you're talking about uh, 
inspiration for for art designs and i just like i want to take a moment to celebrate this team because like the the past season was just so juicy and enjoyable in terms of it was, you know yes. the joy that it, that it provided i i wanted to ask your perspective on it a little bit like did you fall in love with the packers all over again because i feel like some <laughs> of us did that yeah i want to say that but um i <laughs> have always loved them. I, I didn't stop. So mm-hmm. even though we've been at a, a couple years lull, um, have, living in Minnesota, I constantly need to stick up for these boys. Uh-huh. And last mm-hmm. year at training camp was the least number I've seen there. Uh, it was, oh, you know, man. just kind of a lull. And so I wish I could say I fell in love all over again, but I was already there. I, you know, went to two games this season. And uh, But, but yeah, when, when, uh, when Aaron Rodgers at the end of our first game said we have a defense I still almost tear up and and mm. I have pictures of Zedarius all over my house with him on top of uh, Kirk Cousins just holding him down it, our oh. team holy crap last yeah. year just everything Alan Zard like all these guys um, I'm mean- excited for MVS to be back like I can't ever say a bad word about them and uh, my fandom has <laughs> been this way for a long time nice. yeah. <laughs> How's that? That's that's that's. After all these years, it still got you giddy just to be a fan. I love it. Exactly. I love yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's that's doing it right. I mean, like, it it is hard, I, especially like you're not used as a Packer fan anymore, like to missing the playoffs for two years in a row, and it's like, oh, like yeah, what? It was rough. What happens it was now? Rough. Do we have to be? Do we have to be sort of good for a year and then be good and then you know? Yeah. Last year, last year was a fairy tale in that sense. Like it was beautiful. Yeah, the year before, I mean, every every Sunday night, I would be on my floor, just kind of collapsed down after another loss, trying to figure out, okay, if we did this and this and this, we'd get the wild card. I mean, I I didn't. Uh, I had to sing a lot of positive songs the next morning to try and keep myself up and happy and how we could do it. So. Last season was a lot more fun for me, a little less stress. Yeah, I mean, I think the Packers have instilled, that's one thing the Packers have instilled in me is this, like, unwavering optimism and willing to believe that until it is mathematically impossible, there is a chance. Exactly. Yeah, that's, growing up with Brett Favre, that's just how he taught you to believe. You are never out of it. You can always fit it in that little window. You can get right in that little window. And, and amen, yeah, yeah, and he uh, was bonkers, man. He those some of those throws, man. Like, okay, yes, we can do it. Yeah, we yeah. got this. Um, and all this, these crabby people on Twitter can, you know, eat a turd. As far as I'm concerned about what happened with the draft this last weekend, because That's... you know what, these guys are hired for for doing what they do, and these guys know what they're doing. And I have 100 percent blind faith that everything is awesome, and we're going to do great this year. A hundred percent blind faith that everything is awesome. I love that. Um, I was gonna, I was gonna ask you that. I was gonna use a cheesy segue about well, from Favre to love, because um, yeah, I, 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 you said I never say a bad word about the Packers, and I think you just proved it. Um, yeah, that's true. I, I can't with 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 this draft. I mean, like, what? So, what are you looking forward to uh, most about the? I mean, obviously, obviously, the post-COVID nineteen world will not be the pre-COVID nineteen world, but hopefully, like, let's be optimistic again for a second here and just imagine that, like, thing the 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 virus is calmed down and we are able to have a football season. What do you look forward to most about, like, you know, as they say in Shaun of the Dead, when this all blows over? Yeah, um, you know, 
I think the the true um, so tickets to uh, Donald Driver's softball game in the end of June, beginning of July, somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, but the the real start of the season and what I this uh, it's a little corny, but uh, seeing the the players ride the kids' bikes into training camp mm-hmm. just. That is the start of it, and and watching the players' faces light up because of the kids there. That that's what I'm looking forward to. The that sense of community down in Green Bay and the players um, just being excited and watching them, you know, practice for a few hours. You know, just getting out there and uh, being together. You know, I think that everybody is lonely right now. You know, um, yeah. and I just think seeing seeing those guys being together would be huge for me. Just practicing would be great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. I think that's another thing that's unique to Packers fans is like training camp is a festival, and I don't think that yeah. I don't think other fan fan bases feel that to the same extent. And like, it's funny that you mentioned the the kids riding the kids bikes because like that's what's at stake here, right? If we're mm-hmm. not if we're not able to tamp down this virus, we won't have we won't have players you know wrangling strangers right. and using their their bicycles like that's not allowed <laughs> currently right. oh yeah yeah because think of the germs but you know like why would players they can't be around kids because what if they have you know kids can't be around players what if they have, and it's, yeah. it's too much it's scary yeah so you know that's that's how you'll know that we've won against against covid19 yeah. is, is if we're able to so. we're able to watch players ride kids bikes in training camp yeah because that's the best and uh who was it uh on the last year broke one of the kids' bikes. Um, they were up here. They practiced uh, two days with us. Oh, practice. Uh, the Texans practiced with us. Thank you. Yes. Um, and J.J. Watt didn't break a kid's bike. Yes, J.J. Watt did, too. He sat on a girl's bike and it broke. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it man. totally did. That's what it was. And <laughs> that stuff, that's what I, like, and he went and bought her a bike that same day. You know, I mean, it was just, it, but... Yeah, we need that. We need silliness. We need us to be able to laugh and and see those players do that. Yeah, and that's 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 a beautiful image um, to end on, and definitely something to look forward to. And until then, uh, we've got we've got some great art and and great Packer masks uh, to to help us bring a little bit of joy into this this crazy period of time that we're going through. So so thank you for you know putting in the work and making making that happen and and just. Uh, uh, Good, good luck with that. Yeah, all right. Well, I'll leave you guys with the uh, Go Pack Go. Yeah. All right. Thank you so much for joining us, Shell. You bet. Bye, guys. Bye. Man, what a treat. Uh, legend, good job being her friend. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, one of my best Packer achievements this last off season and season. Um, yeah, I just saw she was doing a bunch of really cool shit on Twitter and I told her that I had an art degree that was completely worthless, so if she wanted to borrow my brain with it for any reason, that I would love to share any thoughts with her on anything she was doing, and she kind of grabbed me by the collar and drugged me along on all these ventures she's doing, so now I'm trying to help her do all these masks, and we're doing a lot of cool stuff. If you want one, it's Shellstastic on Twitter, shelltastics.com on the internet. And uh, you can also find us at 26 hats one on Twitter, and we'll, we'll be around. But she's a really cool person, and I'm glad that we could have her on because she's truly one of the best of us. Well, yeah, she mentioned 26 hats, and you mentioned 26 hats. That's like an up-and-coming kind of thing, right? I mean, that's, that's 
a working company name that we had for our t-shirt venture, but that's kind of been backburnered since COVID kind of told us that people need masks a lot more than t-shirts right now. So that's, that's the priority at this moment, but that's a working company name. It might stick. It might not, but there is a Twitter account linked to it right now. So if you need to find this, we'll be there. So the Packers, I want, I want to, I want to get to talking about this draft cause I don't want to be here all day. This is this is what we agreed to. We were like, hey, let's do a podcast after the draft. We could talk about, you know, the new receiver we got, yeah. or the defensive lineman we got, or the Tristan Wirfs. Yeah. How um, we moved up to the seventeenth spot to grab CeeDee Lamb. We get uh, a new Aaron Rodgers Brett Favre controversy on our hands. <laughs> so I mean, what was what was your life in that moment when that happened? I saw that it was Jordan Love, and the first thought that came to my mind was, "Boo!" <laughs> <laughs> A resounding, "Damn!" They just did that. Man. I mean, I get it. Like, I, but here's the thing: I feel like the "boo" and the "damn." They just did that are like slightly different reactions. They, they went together for me. Like, it's... Yeah. It wasn't a... I, they went together for most people, yeah. it seems. Yeah. Um, there, there's, like, moments that happen where I have to, like, quickly put on the shield that I taught myself to wear when I was, mm-hmm. you know, covering the sports teams at my favorite university and in college of just, like, okay, fully, fully objective. Analyze this objectively. And it's just, like, I do a bad job being able to be objective for Packers games, but, like... Watching that moment, I was just like, that's going to be a story. (laughs) (laughs) And it's definitely a a story. It's a totally different story than what we were thinking about before. The story for this draft, I I really thought since the end of last draft that it was going to be offensive tackle, wide receiver, first, second round. One One of those two things. At the end of last season... The only thing that was really added to that was, okay, we need to stop the run. We got pounded with the run, and we need to learn how to do that. And so you figured uh, free agency went by. I still thought wide receiver all the way. And then they went quarterback and flipped the script on its head. I don't know. It just seemed to defy logic. Oh, this draft was hilarious to me. Like, I... The thing that makes it able to be hilarious to me is because you don't know yeah but in the context of like not knowing people were pretty sure they knew people were pretty sure they had an idea of like oh this is the kind of guys that gudikins loves to go for like we've seen him have two drafts now Mm -hmm. so we know the type of players that he goes for Mm -hmm. uh he's gonna love this this receiver he's gonna love this 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 and then these same people would say you know don't draft for need the packers don't draft for need um, and then the Packers would just happen to get a wide receiver and an inside linebacker in the first three rounds right. of every one of these drafts. Uh, and by these drafts, I mean mock drafts, which I hate and I hope were eradicated by the sheer in- unpredictability of this, this draft. Mm-hmm. But it was hilarious to me because it just, like, it started with the Jordan Love pick, and then you're like, okay. We'll bounce back on day two, yep. and it got worse. It got so much worse <laughs> on day two. People were like, we took a third-string running back, and it was like, all right, okay. 
we still can get a really good receiver in the third round. Yeah. <laughs> Here comes that third round receiver. Or we could take, you know, a pretty decent inside linebacker, you know. Uh-huh. And we got who? <laughs> the tight end? In a draft that people are saying, don't pick the tight ends. They're all... so it, Projected six-round tight end. Yeah, and then who do we get in the fourth round? Nobody, because we traded for Jordan Love. <laughs> Oh, that's why we didn't have a fourth round pick. Yeah, we sent our fourth over to trade up four spots. Uh, in the first it makes round. that so much worse. Yeah, or better, uh, depending on your perspective. Oh, man. So, like, this was—I mean, this is a great draft if you wanted it to be. If you wanted to see the Packers do a bunch of shit that you could laugh at, <laughs> or if you wanted to see a bunch of people get super butthurt about their mock drafts and all the. Th- you know, that's the thing that the people who do mock drafts, they say on Twitter, you know, we put a lot of work into this. It's like, oh, you put a lot of work into that, huh? Or it was A.J. Dillon on your board. Sixth round. Okay, great. Then by it's, day three, does it even really matter? Yeah. I, the, it, the general sentiment is that did the Packers get better with this draft? And a lot for of people year, would no. say, yeah, for next year, not really. Which is like we what we were one game away, and you're just a couple of pieces. But they're I mean they are really going all out for being new. It's like last year is a book. <laughs> they are they have something totally different in mind. They are looking to the future. They are looking for their next project. Well, Gudikin said no, and I'm kind of confused why he said that they weren't doing that. Like. Someone asked him about, you know, oh, is this show that you're switching to a power, more of a power running game and you're going to be running it more than you did last? And he's like, no, we're not. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, then why did you, why did you take all these guys? Um, you know, you've got DeGuara who's going to be your, your fullback now, pretty much, and tight end sometimes. You've got, you know, Dylan, who is your, he is your third running back, right? Are you going to cut Jamal Williams? Like, what's going right. on with that? The draft was bad, and it's kind of funny, and it's a little... I think it's bad, but it's like it's also hopeful. I would rather take seven guys who can contribute and do fine, but none of them are stars, than have a draft where you've got, like, one really good player, one decent starter, and then five wasted picks. Mm-hmm. Um, what if it's eight wasted picks? That's possible too. <laughs> that's, that's the concern at this. Point. I mean, have you guys seen Gudikins picking these guys with huge RAS scores, right? Huge yeah. athleticism. Have you seen that work out so far? No. 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 No, you haven't. It's really frustrating to see Brian Gudikins pick these really incredible athletes, but you with suspect football skills. I agree with Shell, like, 100% blind faith optimism. Like, let's go. Like, look, tell, like, you can tell me we suck when we actually are sucking. But until then, like, don't worry about it. Right. The thing is, this draft is always going to hinge on what ends up happening with Love. If it turns out that he is the future of the team, even if it takes four or five years for him to start, and he takes a fucking second mm-hmm. deal with us at a reasonable contract because he knows he's going to get his chance real soon and He's got no other offers. If he does get other offers and we get good compensation from him, that still works right. out in our favor. It all comes down to the love thing. And I think if you're smart, 
you learned from the Aaron situation, right? So, not to not to jump to conclusions, not to overreact, and you know the thing I like about this draft is that it's not fool. You're not fooling anyone. <laughs> you're not trying to say we got better as a football team. This draft <laughs> class, these rookies are going to come in. No, like all right, this is our football team. Yeah, and this draft class will be kind of fun to watch for that reason because we're not expecting them to step in and show up and be the number one guy and contribute immediately they'll just be pieces to be like oh i hope they they come along well it'd be Mm -hmm. fun if they could add a wrinkle but you're not going to watch them like dependent on them for your football sustenation because we know we've got a good enough team to sustain us anyways sustenation Mm -hmm. write that down we'll see how it goes in the future my my big thing is don't overreact don't don't act like you know don't overreact like even if we drafted amazingly it there's you know the browns win the draft every year and they suck still somehow the browns won the offseason last year and they got worse so let's not like just wait for for the games to come up you know maybe this draft is leading you to some sort of a dark place and if that's the case, then I, I guess I understand it. You know, it's not what we were expecting, but just keep in mind that all you need to do is just keep putting one foot in front of the other, and you'll make it through the darkness to daybreak. We are the Packer Force Podcast. Thank you for joining us. Thank you, Shell, for coming on the show. It was awesome. Really yeah. appreciate you coming by. Um, you know, our draft insight is what it is. I hope. I hope you just calm down about it. It's okay. Like, let's get excited about the Packers, but don't don't ruin your life with this shit. Can you do that for me, Peter? Oh, I was never going to ruin my life. I think it's kind of fun getting into the chaos and being like, boo! <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's also funny just watching people do that, but, like, unironically. Yeah, yeah. Actually, get into Yeah. That's how I get into the chaos. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's lots of ways to get in the chaos. We don't know. You don't know. And you're not a professional. Yeah. And you're not paid. So just enjoy whatever you get. You're literally not paid because of the pandemic. Yeah. Right <laughs> hey, uh, End of the Chaos would be a really good episode.